Welcome to the Martial Mind Power Podcast, where you discover how to cultivate self-mastery towards your self-realization, inspired by martial arts and philosophy. Does anyone remember this book? It's a book by Jeff Thompson called Watch My Back. And I'm going to reflect back on this in a little while, but I just wanted to ask that question first because this is very relevant to the conversation I'm going to have. So I'm just going to put it down for one second. Okay, so whenever you do a talk, you're supposed to start with uh, explaining your credibility. Why am I here in front of you? Why should you listen to me? Okay, so we had a little, um, a little brief introduction there, but what I don't want to do is focus on the negatives. Uh, yes, I did have a pretty difficult upbringing in places. Yes, it was uh, challenging in some ways, but I also had a lot of you know, good things within that and there were a lot of, uh, a lot of positive things within that and uh, martial arts being one of the main ones. So long story short, who am I? Well, my name's Matt State. I have multiple black belts. Uh, I've got uh, world championship medals, gold, silver, bronze. I've uh, national titles, so on and so forth. So I've worked on very, uh, various levels with regards to the competitive side of it. Uh, I also worked in security for many, many, many years where I was confronted with uh, real violence, real fear, real aggression, all that side of things. So I've worked in that side of it. And I've also used it as a, a springboard, if you will, to try and... Um, to try and better myself as a human being and as an individual. So on all the different levels, I've worked towards that sort of aim and that goal. So I've always been told, no, you can't. And that's, that's been a thing throughout my entire existence. So when I was little and I said, I'd really love to do martial arts. Now, back in the days before the internet, when you only had three channels on the television, and at a certain point in the time, the television went, no, that's it. We've got no more programs to show you. Go to bed. Okay, now most of you guys being of a certain age, you won't remember that. But for us, that's what happened. And so seeing martial arts on the television was a rare and golden treat. Uh, things like the, the television show Kung Fu and things like that. It was, um, you know, you'd wait until Saturday came around to see that. Uh, the occasional wrestlers like Iron Fist and that sort of thing that showed a little bit of martial arts on the Saturday afternoon wrestling in amongst Big Daddy and that kind of stuff. And these were all little glimpses into a world. And I saw this capability, this superhuman ability to, um, to be better than you actually were, but it was achievable. And that was the thing. That was the thing. It was achievable. It wasn't, um, it wasn't like the Marvel comic heroes, you know, Spider-Man. I wasn't going to get bit by a radioactive spider anytime soon, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Tarzan was another great favorite of mine. But again, you know, I, I looked around, but I couldn't find a group of apes to take me in. So I was sort of stranded in a working class council estate with a single parent family with a low income. And, you know, my mum did her best. You know, credit where it's due. Um, however, there wasn't a lot of money to go around. There wasn't a lot of opportunities to be had. And martial arts was that glimmer of hope. It was that doorway into another world. And so I saw that and I said, I want to do martial arts. But I was confronted with no's. It was like, you can't do martial arts. You can't afford it. There's nowhere to train. There's nobody available. Um, you know, the world's a different place now. There are martial arts on every sort of corner. Uh, whereas back then it was a little different. But it was, no, it's something I wanted to do. So I persisted. And there was a couple of false starts. I went to a few places, didn't quite work out. Okay. But then I found 
if you will, I found my home. I found my martial family. And so I started training. And that was brilliant. And then my next question was, well, I want to be a black belt. No, you can't. And what was really worrying about that was because I didn't believe I could either. I wanted to. I desperately wanted to. I wanted to learn. I wanted to be better. I wanted to achieve. I wanted to be like the guys that I could see. But I was being told no. And I was telling myself no. I was afraid of it. I was afraid of what I would have to do to get to that goal. But then I persisted, and eventually it happened. And then we moved on to other styles, other black belts, other things. But what I found within martial arts that was really interesting was instead of, instead of hiding from your fear, instead of running away from your fear, instead of being led by the nose through fear, you were actually encouraged to confront it. You were actually encouraged to challenge it, to push against the boundaries of it, to, to actively participate in the group encouragement to be better than the day before. And when people talk about martial arts and they say, it's a physical activity, it's a, you know, you learn how to punch, you learn how to kick, you learn how to hit people. No, 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 you don't. That's the thing, that's, that's, that's where it gets really, really interesting. The physical is the medium, but the growth is in the mind. And that perception that you can achieve anything you want to, if you put the work in, is way, way bigger than just martial arts. It's way bigger than just that uh, physical ability. Now, one of the factors that just ties across the board is that whenever I talk to anyone within the martial arts field, they all say the same thing. The lessons that they learnt in martial arts apply in everything. They apply across the board. They're not just relatable in your sports centre, your dojo, whatever that may be. Not just in your training area. It's across the board. Okay, so when we look at that, we have to understand that for the first time, I'd sort of found a place where the unachievable was achievable. The success was possible, and the things that I feared, I actually had a support network that would say, well, we feared them too, but here's a pathway. Here's a way you can overcome that. Here's a way you can sort of face those demons, if you like, and not accept that to be your little box. And so that was great. And I was able then to start breaking down what actually is fear. What is it? What does it mean? What's it for? And then when I started working in security and I started facing it for real in that respect as well, it brought loads of questions and it brought loads of different ways to understand things. So if I said to you guys, you know, what is fear? We'd all have a somewhat similar, but then a slightly different concept of what that is because sometimes it's individual and sometimes it's overarching so as an example we all know about the fight or flight response yeah yeah people burble that out all the time and they talk about the fight or flight response and we're not going to go into great detail on that this isn't the place for that but I, we know we need to understand the the very very basics of it so if I said to you guys today where do you think we are on the food chain in 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 the species sort of hierarchy, where are we? Do we think we're at the top or do we think we're at the bottom? Or do we think we're somewhere in the middle? Where do we think we are? Top. Okay, so I quite often get told that we're at the top. And then I say to you, not you personally, by the way, but then I say to people, well, if I, if I stripped you completely naked and I dropped you in the middle of the African savannah, would you feel very top of the food chain then? 
Almost certainly not. That's right. Um, so the reality of it is we're actually somewhere in the middle. We have the illusion of being higher up because we've invented weapons and shelters and, and we can build fires. And so we can do things to even up the score a little bit. But at our basis level, we're actually in the middle, which is why we have fight or flight. So if you were a, if you were a true apex predator, so say you're a great white shark and you were swimming along one day, minding your own business. And then you bumped into something for the very first time. Two thoughts would enter your mind as a great white shark. The first would be, can I eat it? The second thought would be, can I mate with it? At no point does it think about running away because it's a true apex predator. It doesn't have that. We do. Okay, so that's why we have that fight or flight response. And it's required because, you know, many, many years ago, we ate some things, we hunted some things, and some things hunted us. And so it's a very necessary requirement. And, and, and more so above that, we actually need it to thrive and survive. So if I said to you, how many people have been on a roller coaster? Yeah, do you like roller coasters? Bungee jumping? Anything exciting, anything that gets the adrenaline going, anything that sort of raises the temperature a little bit. Okay, we're drawn to it. If you like horror movies, why do you watch a horror movie? Because you want to be made to be afraid. You want to feel that little frizzle of fear. You want to have that little funny feeling in your stomach. You, you, you want it. You, you seek it out. Okay, so that's what we need. We need that within ourselves to grow, to expand. We need that. And so the fear is actually a tool. And it's a good tool. And it's really, really surprising that when you reach that conclusion... And then you start to think, well, actually, this is something that I can leverage. This is something that I can use. I can take that energy and put that into positive things. Now, when you start to look at it like that, then suddenly it starts to be something that you embrace. It starts to be something that you actively seek out. It starts to be something where when you're not feeling it, you're like, well, well, well I need to expand my box. I need to live in a bigger space. I need to, I need to push a boundary somewhere so that I can reset my levels. And, and what I mean by that, so I came from, as, as I mentioned, a working class factory. I went to a comprehensive school. I had a minimal education, partly my fault, by the way. I'm not blaming the system for that. You know, I actively chose to um, sort of stay away from it and skive off. And I found other things more entertaining at the time. So I'm, I'm not blaming the education system. I'm, I'm taking responsibility for my action. Now, but what happened is I left school with, 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 with not a lot in the way of qualifications, with not a lot in the way of of training. And, and when I said to you, I got told, no, you can't do it. And I said to you, I wanted to be a black belt. No, you can't do that. You're wasting your time even trying. And I was like, no, I'm going to ignore that. I'm going to do it. But then that fed. And then it was like, do you know what? I wanted to write a book. No, you can't do that. Talk sense. You left school with two O levels. Can't possibly write a book. Turns out you can. And in fact, I've written a couple of books now, and I write a lot. I enjoy writing, but then I've also done online stuff as well, and I have no idea about IT and technology. Again, this is all a massive learning curve. It scares me to death. But that's the point. That's exactly why you need to do it. I need to do it. It's exactly why. Because I need that challenge. Okay, now, if we look at, if we look at the book that I mentioned earlier, Okay. Now, this is, this is where one of the things that's really relevant towards me, because the guy that wrote that book is a guy called Jeff Thompson. Some of you may have heard of him. He was very influential in my life, but not necessarily for the reasons that you would think. 
Now, when we talk about Jeff Thompson, he's, he's renowned for being um, one of the main players on the UK scene for, if you like, real self-defense. In fact, that's what his um, series was all about. But he wrote a book called Watch My Back, which was based on his experiences as a bouncer. And he wrote this, uh, it was released in 1992. And so in 1992, I was a young man, I was training, and I was doing a lot of traditional karate, that sort of thing. And I, and I got a copy of this book. And I read it, and I read it all in one go. I remember I sat there and I just read it. And then I read it again. And not only was it the first time that I'd had fear explained to me in a way that I could comprehend and understand, but more importantly than that, here was a guy from a working class background that worked in a factory as a janitor, I believe. And in his breaks, he'd scurried off to a toilet cubicle and written a book. And that's where the power came from, because it was, hey, if it can be done, if he can do it, then I can do it. But that took a little while to sink in. You know, that didn't happen overnight. That wasn't like I woke up the next day and suddenly, wow, there I was. That took a lot of little steps, you know, and each little step was that little push further in the envelope of my existence. That little, each step was a little bit closer to being able to achieve that sort of outcome. And so the book for me, it wasn't a book about martial arts. It wasn't a book about combatives. It wasn't a book about violence. It was a book about somebody achieving something that was so far outside of what they were supposedly capable of achieving. And the fear he must have faced to achieve that is incredible. The fear he must have gone through to get that. And he talks about it at length, you know. Um, but obviously, that's part of our history now and part of our culture. And I don't really want to go on about that all day, but I wanted to explain how that affected me and my perception of the world. Because he showed me that there was more to it. You could be more, you know? And the second thing that really, really highlighted fear and what it meant to me personally was one day I bumped into one of my old schoolyard bullies. Now, when I was a kid, I went to a number of different schools and I had a bit of a hard time through a lot of them. And there was one kid and there was one guy and he used to bully me mercilessly. There was very little respite. Whenever I left the house, there he was. Whenever I left the schoolyard, there he was. Whenever a teacher wasn't looking in the corridor, there he was. It was almost like he had this sort of second sense as to where I was going to be. And I would try and outguess him. I would try and outmaneuver him. I would try and find somewhere to hide and a different way to go. And it was difficult and it was hard. And I remember it being hard. But then years later, we're talking 20 plus years later. Now in that time, you know, I'd, I'd studied martial arts at great length. I'd been a bouncer for many years. I'd competed on a, on a national and world level. And so I'd, I'd overcome a lot of these physical fears. I was big, I was strong. And I thought that was it, but it turns out that's not it either. That's just a facade. The physically big and strong, that's just, that's one little part of the deal. That's not the whole. And seeing this guy really brought it to me because I pulled up in this car park in this small town and I got out of the car and I made eye contact and he knew that it was me. 20 plus years had gone by, but I could tell that he knew it was me and I knew it was him. Now, neither one of us said a word. 
But from that car park to the main town, there's a very short alleyway with large buildings on either side. And I thought, my first instinct was, I am going to smash this guy. Right? I'm going to take revenge for that little kid. And I thought, this is it. This is my moment. You know, I, I'm, you know, I, I can do this now. I've learned the skills. This is what I trained for. And as it turns out, I started to approach. And my brain went, hang on a minute. Think about this. And as I got closer, I could smell his fear. I could sense it. It was like, it was, it was like, a, like an aura coming off of him, like a color coming off of him. It was real to me. I could sense that fear within him. And he was like shriveled up and he was walking. I could feel it. And as I got closer and I got closer and closer on purpose and I was breathing, I was literally just behind him and I was breathing and he could, you know, he could feel that on the back of his neck, I'm sure. I swear I could almost feel his heart beating. Where he was expecting that very thing to happen. But in that moment, what actually happened was I realized I didn't have to physically hit him. I didn't have to physically beat him. What I did in that moment was understood that the the fear was mine and it wasn't necessary to take a physical action. It wasn't necessary to kick his ass. And that was a massive revelation to me because that showed that, yes, I was a victim. There's no two ways about that. I was a victim and I'm not dismissing anybody that is bullied because that was very real. But that moment in time showed me that I can change my perception of how things are, the situation, and, and how I perceive that situation and what I do with that situation. And that really harnessed for me how we should be looking at fear or how I should be looking at fear because it was internal and external. And walking down that alleyway, being right behind that person who for all those years terrified me so much was incredible. I looked at this guy and he was about this tall, rather chubby, graying hair, hadn't really achieved a great deal in life from what I can tell. And it turns out that he was a victim as well. He was, he was being beaten by his father. And so what he was doing was going out and projecting that onto other people. You know, his, his, his child brain wasn't capable of dealing with those kind of problems. And so his response to suffering in the home was to take that out and, and pick on other people, i.e. myself. I, I understand all of that now. Okay. But it was really, really powerful because it helped me to understand that you need these kind of things and you need, this, 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 you need these concepts and to understand the concept of fear to progress. And so what happened then? Well, then, obviously, we move on. And every time that a challenge is sort of met or bested, then a new challenge has to come to the fore. And we're like elastic bands. Do we know that? You're like giant elastic bands. Now, if you take a giant elastic band and you pull it, what happens? It expands. Now, what happens if you take an elastic band and you pull it too much? It snaps. But what happens if you don't pull the elastic band at all? Stays exactly the same, yeah? We need tension. We need tension to expand. We need that to happen for us to expand. And that fear, that fear is very much part of it. And so what I will conclude with is this isn't a conversation about being afraid of fear itself. It's more about a conversation about being afraid of the person you would be if you let your fear overcome you. If we don't accept that fear is a natural part of our existence, if we don't accept that fear is 
a natural thing that is given to us as a gift for us to use and utilize correctly. If we don't understand that, then we will forever be in its shadow and we will forever be hiding from that. And we're never ever gonna be able to become you know, what we could become. And so that fear is actually a blessing in disguise and we need to embrace that. And it's, we should be more afraid of the person we would be if we let that fear overcome us. Guys, thank you so much for listening. If you took some value out of this podcast, then please like and subscribe to our channel. If you feel this podcast will help a loved one, then please kindly spread this wisdom by sharing this podcast link with them. For more information and learning materials on how to cultivate self-mastery towards your self-realization inspired by martial arts and philosophy, please go to www.martialmindpower.com. See you in the next podcast.